Happy Hump Day and welcome back to the Urban Girl Corporate World Podcast. I am your dopest hostess with the most of the call and I'm thrilled that you chose to get over the hump this week with me. Today, I've got a special guest, my grandfather, Mr. AJ Rivers. Welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> Glad to be here. Yeah, so it's a, a, quite a few things I want to talk about, uh, but I wanted to start off talking about... Um, you, where you grew up. So I know you've got ties to Georgia. You've got ties to Connecticut. Where were you born and raised? Uh, Chris County, Abbott, a little town called Abbott, down 10 miles from here. Mm-hmm. Well, not in town. I was in the what, in the country. But if if your proximity, I was close to Abbott. They say, my birth certificate say what? Abbott. Okay. But not in the city I not was born. Not in the city. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. Now. And I was raised here in Cordelia. In Cordelia, Georgia. Okay. Now, I know sometime later you went to the service. Right. What what inspired you to get involved with uh, it was the service? Ma- in that day, it was mandatory. Every black, every boy that got to be, every male got to be 18 mm-hmm. had to go, what, register. Mm. And they would call you. Yeah. Yeah, and then they would send you to see if you made it and, and you know. You what they 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 either accept you or what or reject or not, you. Or reject you. Mm-hmm. If you were blind or crippled, okay. I had a handic- a handicap, you know, something like that. You yeah. couldn't go. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you got drafted. Hmm? You got drafted. Yeah, I got drafted. Uh-huh. It was a draft. Yeah, that's right. They okay. don't have that now. The army now is all volunteer. Volunteer now. Volunteer now. now. Yeah. 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 So what did you do in the service? I was in the quartermaster. I think that's something I, my Bible upstairs. I got the I got the discharge. I was looking at it uh, last night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I tell folks, uh, I never shot at nobody. Mm-hmm. I was in the army. Okay. okay. But I never shot at no one, and no one never shot at what? At you. At me. That's pretty good. But uh, I would take supplies up to the boy that did fight. Mm-hmm. It, when I was coming along. Uh, that wasn't in the, that was one black outfit that fought, I think. Yeah. Because the, the army wasn't mixed. The army was segregated. Hmm. That's okay. right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Now, when I was in Connecticut, where I got trained at, we were mixed. But when we went overseas, I was in an all-black outfit. Wow. And, you know, and uh, the officers were white, you know, the mm-hmm. lieutenant and the captain. Now, we had some black sergeants and things like that, but uh, I was in an all-black outfit. So mm-hmm. I was in the quartermaster. So what we did... Uh, I had medals, like I had been in a conflict. Yeah. But I was studying 40 miles from what, from the fighting. So, yeah, but you see, I didn't. I was on the front line. Right. No hand-to-hand combat. No mm-hmm. shooting. But I took gas, what, yeah. food and stuff like that, bullets and stuff like that. Now, which the war did you? Huh? Which war did you fight in? World War Two. World War Two. How was that? What was that like? Uh, oh, in Europe, in uh, Japan. Oh, in Europe and Japan. Mm-hmm. Japan and uh, Germany was trying to rule the world, uh-huh. and uh, they were the main enemy. Everybody else was against, you know, was against them. They were they had slipped in there and got hope, but they had it on TV yesterday, uh, Saturday, mm-hmm. where President Trump was. Uh, uh, went to the to that area out there where they was honoring the signing when Germany gave in, you know, the surrender. Yeah. 
they had all this big ceremony out there. So that was in, mm. yeah, that was 75 years ago. I was, wow. I was 20 years old when that happened. I was wow. overseas when that happened. Yeah. So it sounds like they didn't let black soldiers elevate beyond certain levels back then. Yeah. Well, at Tuskegee, we were over in Alabama, they had some, we finally got some pilots, not many, you mm-hmm. know, flying airplanes, you know yeah. what I mean? And we finally got an infantry, but it, it wasn't, it it was unusual yeah. for a black to get killed by combat because yeah. we were second class citizens in the United States and we mm-hmm. didn't work. We, yeah, yeah. So it just was unusual. A lot of guys tell lies about what they were doing and everything. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. and you can go buy a uniform. See the army, the army have surplus stores. What right. I mean by that is this: it ain't a surplus. If a lieutenant got up tight and needed some money. He'll go sell his, his uh, suit or outfit to a, a surplus store and get the money for it. Mm-hmm. Cause that that come this this do good guy want to be something that he's not. He'll buy the mm-hmm. he'll buy the outfit and wear it what home and, and everything, and mm-hmm. they think he was a hero and all that. Okay, that. I didn't know that's could, how those stores got started. Huh? <laughs> I see those stores all the time. I didn't know that's how that got yeah, started. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hmm. You, buy, you could buy weapons, you know, something you didn't need and got rid of. Like they right. call it Amish surplus. Yes, you know, right. Yeah. So when did you decide, what motivated you to want to be in city office? Uh, that's a good question. Running my mouth, I guess. <laughs> I, uh, I began to... Uh, Talk, you know, coming up to integration in the late 50s, in the early 60s, uh-huh. uh, uh, you know, uh, things began to change a little bit in uh, talking and going on. And two businessmen, Avon Reed and Joe Wright, uh, came right to that door and asked me one day, would I go downtown and sign up for what? For office. Okay. To run for what? For office. And I tried to beg out because I was finna go to Albany. I said, well, I haven't got time. And I said, I got to go to Albany. And I say, I haven't, uh, I haven't, uh, you know, I, I travel. I was a traveling insurance man. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I started going to some, what, parent-teacher meeting. Yeah. And uh, with the kids going to school, and I would get up and give my opinion and stuff like that and mm-hmm. everything, yeah. And so uh, I was, I was, I ran. Mm-hmm. I was the first one. First when they got elected to office. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what made it unusual was it wasn't a ward. At that time, in the 60s, late 50s and 60s, they made they did make the state citizen thing cut up wards. Uh-huh. Well, you you, you, could, you make a black ward, you got to have a black man mm-hmm. from there, you see? Mm-hmm. But when I ran, everything ran that large. You right. had to just run against the whole world. Everybody, whole okay. Time. And that's what made mine unique, you yeah. understand, because I was the first one to get elected at large. Uh, I met this white lawyer named Velpo Roberts, and uh, he was on the council and a smart guy anyway. anyway, But uh, I just, I, I started to code uh, the white, well, I started to what? What to call them? Uh, give me a book about how to build, build relationships. relationships. Networking. Yeah, that's right, mm-hmm. yeah. And, uh, and uh, Mr. Anderson gave me that book one day when he come through here. And he told me uh, to read it and bring it back to Albany. He was the manager. Mm-hmm. And so in two weeks, I took it back over there. He said, now you finish it, AJ, because I want somebody else to read it, too. <laughs> okay. And uh, so when I went back to Albany, I took the book with me. So he said, you bring the book? I said, yes, sir. So he said, where is it? I said, it's in the car. Well, it was 
the law was good to me because I, I had a ragged car, but it took me. I, I wasn't. I didn't get stopped on the road, but twice. All mm. them years I worked in. Wow. Said, Insurance so going said, everywhere. Go yes. He said, go out there and get it. See, and so, and he made me look bad right in front of all the agents. Mm-hmm. But he was developing in me. I found that out because mm-hmm. he terminated me. He fired me. Wow. But he wouldn't give me no clearance to work nowhere else. You know, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he said, go get it. Say, did you uh, read it? Yes, sir. I said, yes, sir. All of it, I said, yes, sir. And he turned to the almost to the back of the book, and it was a $10 work. $10 bill. bill. Yeah. <laughs> then I wasn't making but $27 work a week. Yeah. So, you know, he knew I would have worked. You would have took, took that <laughs> money if you went back. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. And uh, that, that book taught me how to, uh, and listening to people like other smart folks, you know, yeah. uh, get along with people and getting people to work along with you, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a it was a guy here that uh, was a Ku Klux Klansman, uh-huh. and he was the head of the uh, Democratic Party, and uh, he uh, he saw it coming. The government was changing; they were cutting the walls up, and uh, so uh, I was I was running as a Democrat, and so named Snoop Lewis, but now he was a pilot in the army when he was in the army. But he was smart, but he was a Klansman. But Klansmen was everybody. Doctors were lawyers. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter about being poor or white. Mm-hmm. Well, I stopped, started eating breakfast downtown. I told you at this cafe where blacks started eating. Mm-hmm. And, and, and my folks then had to call me Uncle Tom because I was eating with the what? With, <laughs> uh-huh. with the what? With the, with the, with the white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he eat with the white folks so and so. But when Snookers adopted me and decided to, uh, well, he knew that a black was going to be what? Elected one day, mm-hmm. and he was a historian's guy, and he wanted to take credit for having the first black get his work. Elected, ah, uh, so he had some skin in the game yeah, too. So yeah, I ran against the man that owned the newspaper. Mm. I, I didn't run against anybody. He was a state representative, mm-hmm. and he ran the newspaper. And Snoops would all—they call him Snoop Lewis. He would always tell me that we were doing good. I said, "How are you doing, Mr. Lewis?" He ran a gun shop downtown, and. Uh, he said, we're doing good, A.J. I said, well, we're leading right now. I said, how can you say that? Because Mr. 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 Matthews, he owned the paper. He'd have a whole page with yeah. his picture on it. Vote for what? Vote for Ma- him. Matthews. Mm-hmm. And I'd have a little piece over there in the corner. Yeah. Yeah, for about 4 or $5 with the advertisement. Mm-hmm. And, uh, see, he, he, he turned that into a positive. Right. I said, I said, how can you say that? I said, look, I said, what do you think the people say when a guy picks the paper over and read it? He said, well, you got, to, you can't look at everything like that, AJ, on black and white. He said, but an intelligent man would read that. He gonna say, well, God, who he running against? Mm-hmm. When he saw his ad, <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, he look over there and see what, see your ad, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And down there, in my ad, we'd have. Uh, 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 vote for me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm the people's choice. Yeah. Mr. Matthews on the paper. He's for the rich folk. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm talking about? Now? <laughs> That's right. But see, Newt turned that into a what? A positive. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And he said that every time that guy, that guy would have a, I never forget that that the Dairy Queen, they were advertising for him. They had those big old pretty signs on 16th. Yeah. He said, AJ, I keep telling you, every time they see his sign. They wonder who is this what? His God, who is he running against? Mm-hmm. See, he's helping them get to know your what? Name. Mm-hmm. He giving you name what? Mm-hmm. Name recognition. They're going to say, well, he running against AJ. They say, well, I don't know him. Then they yeah. got it. Well, 
then they'll find somebody to know who AJ is. Mm-hmm. The campaign was the people's choice. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. So, and, then, and I, that's who I want. I want to beat. And so, Mr. Matthews got real slick. So, <laughs> when mm-hmm. I won the election, he he uh, he resigned. Okay. Uh, I won in November, and he's supposed to go to not, supposed to stay there until this to January. So he he is on he had the only paper here to call your dispatch is still on. Yeah. He said I'm resigning my position so Mr. Rivers can keep all of them campaign promises he was. Ooh, he banged. Because <laughs> <laughs> he knew what the deal was. Mm-hmm. But me and his boy turned out to be be friends and everything. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He was from Connecticut, by the way. Hmm, uh, Mr. Okay. Matthews, he came down and he bought the paper. Okay. But, but it was interesting, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then my wife just went up. She worked at the 5 and 10. The people liked her. Mm-hmm. They had put her out front. She was she was the first black wait, uh, person to run a register downtown in wow. the business district. Uh-huh. And she's 40% white, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Her mama was 50% white. Mm-hmm. So she helped me downtown. Mm-hmm. And, uh... That so it went on and snooze helped me. So one or two insurance men, I thought eating with these people. And uh it was the guy that was uh uh in the army like me, little old name Mr. Phillips. So mm-hmm. he uh he 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 uh he 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 was he liked the snoop, so he done what Snoop said. Yeah. He told me, he said, Well give me a give me a, a, one of your bumper stickers. I say, you gonna put a, a, a my sticker on your car? He said, yeah, yeah. I thought he was driving and mm-hmm. everything, but he put it on there, and that that's the way it happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now once and uh, they 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 began to uh, the folks began to just uh, come to all me. I went to a funeral. Uh, one guy was pure white, and uh, one of his uh, somebody in his family died. He invited me to the white church. At the first time, I went to a white church, mm-hmm. but I found out I had to. That had to be there and see. And then Mr. Fleeman, the banker, I was just telling great with Mr. Fleeman this morning. He's the guy that, guy that helped me uh, develop my, he, well, what he did. When I came back home, I had a good friend named Pete West. He mm-hmm. had one eye. Couldn't see good. Okay. And he, he got 18, and I was 20. So I was just come back out of the Army. And they had just drafted him. Mm. And so they drafted him, and uh, he had to go in, but... Uh, the lady told him when she drafted him, say they ain't gonna keep you, but they got to go through the what motion. Mm-hmm. And so he 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 uh, he he come and got me to keep his job because I didn't have no job at the five and ten cent store. I, I was there before May was. Yeah. And uh, he come and got me to keep his job till he go and what come back mm-hmm. when the army what send him back mm-hmm. home. And so uh, when uh, he went off and came back. Mr. Fleeman and liked my work so well until he uh he told me, he said, Well, uh, I'm gonna have to just tell Pete I ain't gonna get high him back. He said, I'm gonna keep you. <laughs> so I said, No, I said, he my, my he my best friend. I can't do that. I say uh, I say he just trusted me to hold his job down till he what? Till he, he came come back, back, you know. Mm-hmm. Well Pete was super. I was Small. I was I was tall and skinny. And I was athletic. I was a I played all the sports. Mm-hmm. And uh, but we had an elevator had to pull up. Pete could pull up that elevator and mm-hmm. pound the freight in the stove. So Mr. Fleeman said, "I sure hate to hate to lose you." He said, "Well, I I, I like the way you work." He said, "You are 
I want to try to keep you, so we'll we'll go along with it. You let let you stay here. So I stayed there at the stove, and I worked with Mr. Fleeman, and uh, got, I got established that with him in a funny sort of way, like I told Greg this morning while we were planting flowers. Mr. Fleeman had an assistant manager, a little old white boy, that that had a price list. When the stuff comes to the stove, mm-hmm. uh, they don't have no price on it. Right. They have a code. Mm-hmm. A code number, what? Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they'll put it out there then. Well, well, they, they line everything yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so Homer couldn't learn the code. Mr. Fleeman told him to learn the code and what? Tear the card up. Uh-huh. He didn't do it. He left the card in the in the men's restroom. What were three men's up there, me and Pete? Because he, he kept Pete on the job. Okay. Because Pete was strong. He could bring the freight up, watch mm-hmm. the work. Every day morning. You had to watch the windows of the stove, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the stove used to have uh, what they call them when you go look in them, you, you know. Oh, uh, the display windows. Play, display uh-huh. windows. That, that, you know, you're smart. That's it. <laughs> he kept all that up. And I was inside. I was I was up over, I was in the stock room. Yeah. And so uh, Homer, the lady come down to buy some stuff from Rochelle, 20 miles from here. And uh, uh, Homer hadn't, hadn't priced it. Mm-mm. And so the little girl called me to come down there. Alfred, they call me Alfred. Alfred, uh, is Homer up there? I said, I need some prices on some merchandise. Mm-mm. And so I said, okay, I'll be down there. So I ran down there. She said, you price, you price merchandise? I said, yeah. <laughs> so the lady wanted to buy a blanket or something. She said, well, I ain't going to come. I'm riding with somebody else, and I got to go. He's going to lunch. Mm-hmm. So I told her, and she bought the thing and come back. So it was new merchandise hadn't even been put up. You had to have some boxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so Homer wanted to know what happens to the stove. So she said, I sold one. Say, Alfred told me what it cost. Mm-mm. So he went and got Mr. Fleeman. And uh, here they come. Yeah. Pete told me, he said, you're in trouble, boy. <laughs> so I, I said, yeah, well. He said, Alfred, say, uh, oh, you're going to take over the stove. Oh, you Uh-oh. price this stuff. Uh-oh. I said, not really. I said, but the lady wanted to... Uh, Buy the merchandise, you know, and she lived 20 miles from here, you know. I just thought I'd price it. He said, well, how do you know how to price merchandise? He said, I told him I, uh, I solved the, what, the, the, uh, the code. Mm-hmm. I said, I, I busted it. He said, what you mean? I, I said, that's an armor term. I mm-hmm. said, I just busted it. He said, no, you didn't bust it. He said, tell me what really happened, Alfred. Mm-mm. So I said, well, Homer left it in the restroom. <laughs> right. And uh, I made me a copy, mm-hmm. and I didn't tear his copy. I just left his copy right, right there, where it was. right. <laughs> yeah. So Homer thought he was gonna fight me too, but it helped Homer. You See? know, our things uh-huh. happen. He said, "Well, you know, I like the way you work, Albert." Mm-hmm. He said, uh, "Okay, then." Well, that worked now on you out. Have a, now you got another responsibility. You, I, you was over the stock room. Now you know how you you price the what merchandise. Price merchandise too. And it helped Homer because that took that what. Off, off of him. his plate. Yeah, yeah. Right. Homer was glad, you know. Right. And, so uh, so he, Mr. Fleeman told me one day when uh, this bad man, we had a bad governor coming down, Lester Maddox, and I didn't want to be seen with him because hmm. he was selling, what, Axe Hounds. He had a cafe. This is history in Atlanta. It's history in Atlanta. And he sold, you understand, that was you go there and you buy one of those, what, Axe Hounds. That was a souvenir for you to be mm. colorful. Wow. And he was coming down here to Cordell to see something. And Snooks had told me that uh, that I I uh, I needed to come, but I said, "No, nah, I'm gonna have to. Me and you gonna have to part company, Snooks." And Mr. Fleeman, 
the white man that was over the store, he was over the president of the bank then, he said, Alfred said, why did you ever get involved in politics? I say, uh, to try to help my people. He said, well, you, you don't, that ain't your goal no more? I say, yes, sir. He said, well, to help other folks, you're going to have to do a lot of things you don't want to work. Mm, you don't want to do. Yeah. That's the and truth. And he told me straight, mm. he said, as long as you stay in Georgia, Malik is the what? Governor. Mm. You wow. see what I'm talking about now? Yeah. If, if, if you're going to let that kind of thing stop you. So right. That, that, that helped me start being related with people that could help me and other folks. That's other right, folks. and other people. Yeah. So what things you are, you worked on when you got in office? What were some of the big things for you to well, tackle? Well, I ran on a building permit then. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't like the idea that if po- like police chiefs and things coming from out of town, right. and fire chiefs and clerks and stuff like that and finance now coach now that's necessary if you ain't got nobody who right. trained for it. That's right. Yeah, but see uh uh like I told Snoops one day, uh he told me, he said, Well it was a, we had a policeman there. We had made him the, the chief. assistant chief, a mm-hmm. black guy, and uh he said, Well Alfred don't go off on the deep end now. Just tell him to read read the the, the duties of the assistant chief. Uh, a black guy, so they read their duties of it, and they say that he acted, well, his duty was to act when the chief was not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I used that point from then on. I say, now, if we if we didn't think he was gonna, good enough to be the chief, we shouldn't have made him active. Uh-huh. I say, now you're going to send to Gainesville mm-hmm. and get someone to come here, what, and be a chief? He don't know nothing about what the people. The people, I, the I made community. It a public, what I did, I made it a public relation thing. Mm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I used that, and it helped me all the way up. The last wow. thing, the time I got elected by the lieutenant governor, this lady in Columbus, Patty, Patty Cullen, she uh, was over eight, 16 counties. I got, I was representing Chris County, Cordell, I mean. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I stopped running in 15, she said, she said, Mr. Rivers, I sure I'm going to lose you. She said, but uh, I'm going to get the lieutenant governor to appoint you. She did. He sat down on the wall, lieutenant mm. governor. So uh, what I'd done for her was uh, when she, uh, she, we had the, what you call it, you go in and act, go by, you check about his performance. Oh, like a like performance review. Yeah, performance mm-hmm. review, yeah, like mm-hmm. that, you know. And so uh, they sent me one because I was on the exam committee. So when I got back over that day, in Buena Vista. We met in Buena Vista, so there was about eight or ten white guys, and other like got me in that. And so they, the chairman said, Mr. Rivers, you didn't, why, you, you, we got everybody's review but yours. I say, well, I, uh, I got it, I thought I better bring it, so mm-hmm. I may have to make some explanation. Mm-hmm. They say, what, what, what you got to be explained? I say, well, I live 100 miles from where she works. She lives in Columbus, and they got questions on there about does she be to work on time? Nah, in the hell I won't know. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm not yeah. here. You know, and mm-hmm. what's her rapport with the what, employees? Right. How I do they see get it. along? Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this and that and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. There was a guy that officer, a, a, a colonel from LaGrange. He liked me, so he started looking at me. He said, oh, Lord. Mm-mm. They knew I had been around a long time. Okay. This was about eight years ago. Yeah. Six, six years ago. So I say, uh, so I didn't put anything there. I say, I live 90, mi- 90 miles. Mm-hmm. I say, Colonel, you live 40 some miles. I say, you, do you be down there when she punch in? Mm-hmm. Does she point the clock? He said, you made your point. 
<laughs> no more questions. They say, mm-hmm. That guy said, well, what did you put down? I said, read what I put down there. I say, we are number three in the state mm-hmm. that our organization was. That's right. And that lets me know that she's doing a what? The right thing, a good a job. Right, good job. That's you right. understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I say, and about the money, she asked for a three percent raise for the for the staff. I say, my position is, she wants a position. She wants some money for herself too. So I'll make a motion now that we uh, give her the, the raise the, the staff three percent and give her five. There you go. <laughs> you I bet she liked you. Who? I told you she said she wasn't going to say, no, uh-uh. Say, you fight for me. Say, I know, no, that's I right. She never said, I never had nobody to do that. Mm. She said, you were right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to ask me about how she do. How can I, you Can't know, say. No, that's yeah, right. That's right. Did you have any um, big challenges, big challenging things you had to work on? Changes. Challenges. Challenges? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that's when I got off because I got too old for the black folks. You mm. know, uh, Dre, Dre McGill and one or two guys and all of them, they were going to uh, get some things against me and all. You know, not they, well, they had a right to run against me. Yeah, I wasn't worried about them, you know, but uh, I don't know. What, what did I, why did I decide not to run? Because you uh, wanted to hang out with me some more? Huh? You wanted to hang out with me? Is that it? <laughs> But I know that uh, they had a right to run. I yeah. say, hell, I ran against somebody. That's right. That's <laughs> you know? right. That's true. And uh, so you you get what you deserve. That's but, the truth. But I was I was uh, I was on there for forty three forty three years. years. Forty two right. years and vice right. chairman for thirty seven years. That's right. That's awesome. Made all them changes and everything. Five mm-hmm. more women. Like women's, that, mm-hmm. I, 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 that uh, I got. That's how the we got a black fire chief. We've had. Uh, 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 black police chief. We got mm-hmm. a black fire chief now. A black, the chief, the police department, the fire department run by blacks. Mm-hmm. You understand? That's big. Because uh, since the blacks was raising all the hell, let the blacks work. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now tell me about your congressional record. Oh, uh, I don't have no congressional record. Yes, you, you see, do. Oh, about what they say at my retirement. Uh huh. Uh. Sanford Bishop, a, a man I know, his, his aide came down here uh-huh. and uh, and presented, uh, told him about what I had done. Mm-hmm. See, we give him my records. It's most, a lot of them on the wall, the things That's I had right. done, the five governors, I, three or four governors I worked for. That's three right. Three of them had appointed what? Appointed me to be a special thing. And uh, so... This is this is uh this is what you told me about. I didn't know yeah, about it until this you is sent big it to business. me. Yeah. But you see, he went on the floor to tell him about her, my record. That's and everything. right. In yeah. D.C., this is a this is a congressional what record? Yeah, this is big business. Yeah. Oh That's yeah, right. January seventh, two thousand sixteen. That's right. Yeah, this is awesome. Uh huh. They have is. everything that you served on the boards you served on. You've been recognized for your commitment and leadership. That's right. You got a whole lot going on here. Right. So as you think about the lessons you've learned, looking back, if you were to, to give any advice to any young people of color who want to be leaders, what would you want to tell them? Uh, be, be ready to sacrifice uh, some of your ideas mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, in order to, uh, to come together what, with other people, yeah. to develop what? That's it, like I tell my dear wife. Nothing wrong with, that's what you do. You develop what? 
Well, hey, that's the answer. You get along with people, and getting people are what along with you. I that's like it. that. That's I like it. that. But uh, it, it's building relationships. That's what it that would be. Yeah. 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 Like I say. You can come up with all kind of ideas and be a genius, mm -hmm. but it takes money to put them in fruition. motion. That's right. Put it in and motion. When they, when they call it that money, that's why we, we that's why you got to compromise it. That's right. That's what happens. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But see, money take, will take you out of the what? Out of the doggone game. It sure game. will. Yeah, you can smart come up with good ideas, but like I say, you can you can come up with the greatest idea there is, but it takes money to bring them to a few issues. That's the truth. <laughs> That's right. That's right, yeah, yeah. Well, you know you got to go to the doctor. Huh? You know you're going to be late. You keep sitting here fooling no, with me. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on the show and dropping some knowledge and wisdom. What that? Well, that's it. That's it, you know. And uh, all the old sayings are, what, are true. All they those, sure they, are. They, they, yeah, yeah. You, you get what you deserve. And Come you deserve in. what you were. What you get. What you get. <laughs> That's that yeah. or that. What goes up must what. <laughs> That's right. Come that up. must come down. All right. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Be sure to turn in next week for more lessons learned. Money earned. Yeah. Girl, you got it. 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 Girl, you got it.